Good Company is a production of iHeartRadio. Wow. With great power comes great responsibility. And business exists to meet human needs, full stop. From the very beginning of time, that is why business is in existence. And human needs include a healthy planet. Hi, I'm Michael Casson. Welcome to Good Company, where I'll explore how marketing, media, entertainment, and tech are intersecting, transforming our lives and the way we do business at a breakneck speed. I'll be joined by some of the greatest business minds and strongest leaders who will share how they've built companies from the ground up or transformed them from the inside out. My bet is you'll pick up a lesson or two along the way. It's all good. It's a great pleasure to welcome Alicia Hatch, the Chief Marketing Officer of Deloitte Digital, into the studio today. Alicia, thanks for joining me. Great to be with you, Michael. Alicia, it's been an interesting couple of years having gotten to know you and understand the great work you're doing at Deloitte Digital. Can you talk a little bit about what that means, Deloitte Digital? I think it's important to just, you know, level set for our audience I grew up with uh, thinking of Deloitte as an auditing firm when I was uh, practicing as a tax lawyer. And here we are talking about Deloitte very much in the center of the marketing community and in the marketing world with a very substantial digital offering and working with marketers in an entirely different way. So can you give a little bit of a quick background so everybody understands we're not talking to an auditor with green eye shades and, you know, an abacus figuring out uh, our taxes? The world has changed, uh, hasn't it? Imagine that. You know, 2020 will be our 175th anniversary as a brand. You look great. It's incredible. <laughs> so Deloitte has evolved over the years, and it really comes out of response to a need that we saw in the marketplace. Less a focus on taking over an industry and much more on recognizing what our clients need to both survive and thrive into the future. So We've worked across the C-suite for many years, but there was a gap with the CMO in recognizing that in a world where customer-centric companies are winning, that we really needed to bring the C-suite together, including the CMO is actually the center point of leadership around a customer-focused business. And so here we are doing that and bringing an entirely different offering, really bringing the industry together is our goal in order to empower the CMOs into the future. And as we talk about putting the CMO at the center, it's interesting. You know, I think you and I have actually had this chat offline. When we do work at MediaLink in executive search and we do board placements, I was a big believer in the need for diversity, a topic which we will touch on. And of course, when one says that today, you instantly think of, gender diversity or ethnic diversity or whatever the DNI, uh, the diversity and inclusion conversations are about. I looked at it through that lens, of course, but I also looked at it through the lens of skill set. And I would always take a position, not always, but in many cases take a position that a boardroom should have people with marketing backgrounds and, and digital transformation and things of that sort in their background. And many times you'd hear the internal group say, well, we have a CMO. And I'd say, well, that's true. But let me ask you a question. Do you have a CFO? And of course, they'd say, yes. I say, well, do you have any finance people on your board? And they'd say, yeah. I'd say, well, what's the difference? So skill set diversity 
matters and putting the CMO at the center of some of those conversations. The role of the CMO has certainly evolved. CMOs historically were just viewed as a cost center and a necessary light item, but they're really in a position now to be growth drivers of the entire business if they use their superpowers appropriately. The very best CMOs really should be next in line to be the CEO when they're using all of their platform in order to actually drive a business. And all the tools. So let's go to the word that seems to uh, capture everybody's attention these days, purpose, certainly in marketing circles. And brands need to be purpose-driven. And uh, we used to talk about corporate social responsibility today. Those words, CSR, are less relevant. It seems purpose has taken over. Uh, Deloitte, not only are you advising your clients in that regard, but Deloitte has been recognized globally as one of the leading players in terms of sustainability and purpose. Could you talk about the fact that at the Can Lions, I think Deloitte was uh, given an award as the official or an acknowledgement as the official sustainability partner. Could you talk about that? I mean, were you sustaining? What was the sustaining uh, force? What was the uh, what was the action that you took as a sustainability officer? Yeah. Well, you know, we've all been talking about brand purpose forever in the industry. We've brand been we've been, t- we've been talking about it. Have we new, been right, exactly right? However. We are in a moment. You're right. And I think this groundswell is really coming from actually the fact that CEOs are really reconsidering their responsibility and the role that they play in a connected world where many of these companies have incredible audiences through their footprint, that their reach is the size of, you know, a mini nation state. And they recognize very much so. And recognizing their both responsibility as well as their opportunity, a lot of corporations are now digging really deep. There's some soul searching going on as to what is actually the role of our business in the world. It's true. When you when you look at the CEOs of some of these large multinational corporations and you hear them talk about their 120,000 employees or their 300,000 employees or their 80,000. I mean, you're right. Those are not businesses per se. Those are mini states. I mean, you're talking about the size of a city. Right. You know, right. a large city. With And business as a platform for change is incredible and their efficiency in getting things done. And so CMOs are recognizing, I think, not only is it the power of brand purpose, I think, to sell things. That's been long established, but it's really more a sense of, wow, with great power comes great responsibility. And Business exists to meet human needs, full stop. From the very beginning of time, that is why business is in existence. And human needs include a healthy planet. Well, and Alicia, you particularly and Deloitte at its core have spent a lot of time talking about what I think the acronym is CX, the consumer experience, the customer experience, and helping brands better understand and better tackle that, the importance of the human side of what we're doing. And I'm going to come back to that in a moment because that's what I'd like to take our next line of conversation to. But I want to go back to something you said, that purpose has been there since the beginning and has always been important, or not always, but should certainly have been important. It reminds me of something Barry Diller said 
in the context of in the wake of the dot-com experience we had, you know, 20 years ago in business. And much of that, you know, has gone away, but the lessons were very important. And I remember doing a fireside chat with Barry Diller and he said, you know, I'm confused when businesses talk about it's time for monetization. He said, I kind of always thought that was what business was about. <laughs> One went into business to monetize it. I'm not sure that that was a separate, you know, consideration. Purpose should be in that same bucket. Like you should be marketing for a purpose. The purpose may be, of course, at its core to drive your business and grow your business, but it's also about the customer. It's also about the consumer. And it, that should always have been there. It's this deeper notion of sustainability that really is about what is a sustainable business into the future. A sustainable business is not just a green business. A sustainable business is one that is symbiotic with the world around it and that gives back more than it takes and one that acknowledges its role in the world. And we brought that concept to Cannes this year as a sustainability partner, first by simply replacing 150,000 single-use water bottles, yes. But beyond that, we drove a lot of conversations around what is the role of business and how do we as CMOs in particular band together to use our reach and our, our platform in order to unite people together around the cause. So Alicia, we're looking ahead. 2020 is an important year and the concept of 2020 vision being 2020. Let's bring it back to what we do for our day jobs in marketing. Are there any tidbits, any ideas that you can share with our audience relative to what brands need to be doing, companies, marketers need to be doing as they're developing their talent and developing the teams and developing the people who are going to carry forth the message in 2020? So with CES coming up, the focus is always technology. But actually, as we've moved through this era of technology, we've recognized that technology is not about all things digital. It's actually about relationships. And so really looking as marketers at how technology enables us to get closer to the human side of our customer. How do we look into each of our customers as individual humans with emotions? How can we drive their emotional responses in the human moment, moment to moment, whether they're our employees or our customers, really driving past technology, past all of the shiny objects into connecting with the human and driving the human experience is really where I think technology is becoming more exciting than ever. So, Alicia, we've been talking a lot about brand marketing. I'm going to switch gears here. Yeah. We've been talking a lot about brand marketing and more and more about performance and precision marketing. More and more companies are now in direct-to-consumer marketing. You look at the entertainment industry, for example. You take the, the wonderful companies like the Walt Disney Company and Warner and Apple and Amazon and Netflix and Hulu and soon-to-be upon us Quibi and all of these different streaming services, companies that traditionally did brand marketing are now in the business of doing performance marketing. They're now in the business of acquiring subscribers. You as a chief marketing officer understand the difference, I'm certain, between brand marketing traditionally and performance marketing. 
but we're bringing them together. Are the marketers ready for that? Or this new bundle, if you will, this new bundle of how we think, the left brain and the right brain coming together, is that a thing you're spending a lot of time with on with the clients that you're interacting with, including Deloitte, you know, in your role as a chief marketing officer? The key to being successful at this convergence is data. So we've had piles and piles of data for a long time now, but it's all the wrong data. The power of brand marketing is in its ability to draw out the emotions in humans. And as we are able to collect emotional data sets at scale, we will really start to understand the power of every precise moment that we are connecting with people. Well, so let me push back on that a bit and say, was it the wrong data or were we just not applying the data properly to create the right insights? The click doesn't tell you enough. So it's the wrong data, right? The data is getting better as we're able to understand what the retinas are telling us as they interact with the content, the heat that comes out of our hand as we're watching a video, the various ways that through IoT we'll be able to collect these emotional data points, we'll begin to tell a very different story around data-driven marketing, around data-driven creative that we have not yet been able to tell. We're only at the beginning. I'm going to let you know a little secret. My biggest fear of IoT, of the Internet of Things, is when the clothes in my closet can start to talk to me. <laughs> I'm just afraid that that coat I haven't worn for a couple of Your years wife is just, can't wait, Michael. just going to say, <laughs> wear me, wear me. No, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I, I know that soon my refrigerator will tell me when I'm out of, uh, you know, Hellman's mayonnaise, but I, I'm, I'm wondering when my shoes are going to say, you need to wear me. You haven't worn me in a long time. Because if I don't, my wife's going to call the real real and it's all going to be gone. <laughs> you can talk back just like you do to Alexa. <laughs> there you go. Alicia, you mentioned uh, CES, the Consumer Electronics Show is upon us. What are you looking forward to there this year? As you know, we've been there many times together. It's 150,000 people converging on Las Vegas, and they're there to learn about the new technology. We're really looking always for that at CES, where it's not just about the technology, but it's the application of all of these things that drive the impact in the world that really is meaningful. Technology can actually drive change and grow business. And so we're, we're looking for that. I think we're in a system upgrade moment with 5G that has a million implications across all of the technologies and the power by which you can apply those. Again, it's in the application so that we can get to the human and actually elevating the human experience. Well, I'll tell you my 5G story from 2019 CES. I had the good fortune of interviewing the then president of AT&T, John Donovan, and we talked about 5G. And one of the things that I hadn't thought of and the impact that 5G will have for the consumer is if you bring together the concept of autonomous driving, which we all know is here. I haven't tried it yet, even though I do have a car that allows me to do that. I haven't done it yet. I'm honest, but I will. And we all will at some point. And the idea of 5G making the delivery of content that much better and the quality better and the speed better, coupled with the average consumer who ultimately may not be behind the wheel driving a car very soon, but will be in an autonomous driving mode or a ride sharing mode, there's going to be more time for content consumption. So, you know, we, we see all this new content and like you, I'm certain, like me, 
you feel the same pangs of guilt when I realize, oh my God, I have so many shows to binge on coming up. But now all the time of driving, I'll be able to be watching uh, the latest version of uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel's. There's my plug. But Just think, yeah. life is only getting better. Exactly. So that that's where I think 5G is going to get interesting. Alicia, I want to thank you for taking the time today. I really do appreciate it. It's great to be with you, Michael. I'm Michael Casson. Thanks for listening to Good Company. Good Company is a production of iHeartRadio. A special thanks to Lena Peterson, Chief Brand Officer and Managing Director of MediaLink, for her vision on Good Company. And to Jen Seeley, Vice President, Marketing Communications of MediaLink, for programming amazing talent and content. Good Company is edited by Jessica Kreinchich. 